0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The clock is ticking for the owners of the Orchards Mall to come forward with a redevelopment plan. Otherwise, they risk losing one of their last public supporters. More from WSJM's Ken Lundberg. Orchards Mall looks abandoned. The parking lot is riddled with craters, trash, and mounds of brush are piled against the loading docks, and hundreds, if not thousands, of seagulls have taken up roost. Traffic inside the mall is practically non-existent, and the owners have a long history of being behind on their property taxes. Marion County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford says he's talking with the owners and he is confident they're working on a plan. They're putting together proposals and I'll see those within the next 30 days. And my job at that point is to be a liaison between the township, the state and the company in order to come up with a plan that is concrete and that we can have shovels in the ground within the next two years what that plan might include is unclear shokwe said it might be housing a banquet hall or a reduced mall footprint but it will require investment from the owners agreement from the local government and economic development monies from the state ken lundberg wsjm news the death of a 32 year old buchanan woman in the berrien county jail is under investigation the Sheriff's Department says Kiara Haynes was found unresponsive in her cell in the receiving area of the jail about 1230 this morning, and jail staff and Medic One were unable to revive her. Michigan State Police and the WMed Medical Examiner's Office in Kalamazoo will investigate Haynes' death. The Sheriff's Department says she was jailed on drug charges and had previous medical conditions. This is Work Zone Awareness Week, and a Macomb County man who lost a loved one is reminding everyone to drive safely. Steve Morissette lost his cousin, 26-year-old Zach Morissette, when he was working in a construction zone in 2020 and was hit and killed. I have a perspective of, I know they've probably heard it a lot or heard it hundreds of times that, uh, you know, it's, it's someone's dad or someone's mom or aunt or uncle or grandma or grandpa working in the work zones, but um, to get a perspective of, you know, it could be a life-changing event, uh, so it's, it's that important that you need to slow down and not be distracted in a work zone and Morissette says Zach's death has been tough on the family, especially his parents. In southwest Michigan, work zone crashes are not unknown. Benton Township Supervisor Kevin White was killed in October of 2019 when he was struck by a tire that flew off a semi while working along I-94 near mile marker 33. In 2021, Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed a bill renaming 94 from the I-196 interchange to Napier Avenue, the Kevin D. White Memorial Highway. Starting tomorrow, masks will no longer be required at Bronson Healthcare. The system tells us it's now mask optional for staff and visitors. That applies to all Bronson facilities, whether in South Haven or Kalamazoo. Bronson tells us the change has been announced in conjunction with several hospital systems around the state, including Corwell, which dropped its mask requirement on April 14th. Bronson will still ask those who exhibit symptoms of respiratory illness to mask up, and there will be some procedures for which masks are still required. Additionally, the mask rule will remain in place for Bronson Commons, a nursing home. Indiana-Michigan Power is recognizing National Line Worker Appreciation Day tomorrow. Spokesperson Tracy Warner tells us I&M's line workers are dedicated to keeping the lights on for customers, even when it means they have to work 16-hour days in rough weather. Sometimes the weather hasn't stopped while the restoration work begins, so they are working in all sorts of elements. They, they still may have wind. It can be a potentially dangerous job, not only because of the electrical lines, but if, you know, if there's a lot of ice on the roads, then you know there's always the possibility of that causing a problem as well. Warner says INM's line workers maintain more than 20,000 miles of distribution lines in the areas the company serves. That's more than 4,500 square miles across 24 Indiana and six Michigan counties. This year marks the 10th annual National Line Workers Appreciation Day. It was established in 2013 by Congress to honor the thousands of men and women who often work in hazardous conditions to ensure the delivery of electricity. Nearly $70,000 in grants have been announced for organizations in Southern Berrien County and Cass County by the Michigan Gateway Community Foundation. President and CEO Michael Rowland tells us the group supports initiatives that focus on health, education, and community development. We started off as Buchanan Area Fund for many years. We were started by a group of Clark executives and in the 90s transitioned into also serving Niles in Cass County. A lot of folks know us from Buchanan Promise, which was a gift from the late Walter Schirmer Jr., which provides a $15,000 scholarship for every Buchanan student. So that's been a, a huge part of what we do is that educational piece. Among the grants announced this week are $20,000 for the City of Niles to help low-income and senior citizens make home repairs and $10,000 to the City of Buchanan for Days Avenue improvements. Other recipients include Buchanan Community Schools, the Niles Salvation Army, and the Cass County Backpack Spectacular. The next grant application period will open in August. The spring adopt-a-highway cleanup period starts this Saturday. Michigan Department of Transportation spokesperson Dan Weingarten tells us around 2,900 volunteer groups from across Michigan have adopted more than 6,000 miles of road and will pick up trash along them. He notes the volunteer groups aren't the only ones who help. We've had a number of landfills in southwestern Michigan that have stepped up to help out the Adopt-a-Highway program. In exchange for some signs that recognize their participation, they are allowing the groups that pick up trash in those areas to dump them in the landfill without having to pay any tipping fees. Orchard Hill Landfill in Waterville and Southeast Berrien County Landfill near Niles are among those taking part. In a typical year, Adopt-a-Highway volunteers collect 60,000 to 70,000 bags of trash, an estimated $5 million value for the state. Weingarten says MDOT staff couldn't pick up that much trash themselves. The volunteers will be out with plastic bags and protective vests this weekend, and everyone's asked to drive extra cautious when near them. And U.S. Senators Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters have announced more than $34 million in federal funding to spur investment and bolster economic growth around Michigan, especially in areas hit hard by covid among the recipients is the Dawajak based Chi Ishobak, the certified native community development financial institution for the Pokagan Band of Potawatomi. Chi Ishobak will receive just over $2 million toward its mission to help its tribal citizens achieve economic independence. Here's Director Sean Winters. We want to make sure that our citizens, whether it be personally or professionally, have the resources, the information, the skills, the tools to position themselves for success and ultimately build financial capacity. The institution offers small business loans for startups and expansion, as well as personal auto loans, financial wellness workshops, coaching, and youth development savings accounts. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. Jack Tejera, the Air National Guardsman who was granted access to highly classified information, was expected to see it because of his IT position. But those slides of briefings and detailed data allegedly taken by the 21-year-old to impress a group of teenagers spread beyond his chat group and made its way to social media. ABC's Louis Martinez tells us the investigative scope has now expanded. Somebody in that group also sent it out to a broader uh, Discord group. But then it wasn't until five weeks later that these images started appearing on Twitter and on Telegram. And what we do know is that there is a former U.S. Navy sailor who was behind... One of these accounts that has been in express support for Russia in the past, and they posted four images, some of which includes the one that was altered. It had the uh, numbers of the Russian casualties and the Ukrainian casualties that was altered. An investigation is underway regarding a 16-year-old boy who was supposed to pick up his two younger brothers last week when he rang the doorbell of the wrong Kansas City, Missouri home. A man came to the door and shot Ralph Yarrell in the head, then shot him again after he fell to the ground. Yarl stumbled to one house, then another, and then a third before anyone helped the black teen who was released from the hospital on Sunday and is recovering at home. Now community leaders, Democratic lawmakers, and attorney for Yarl's family are demanding justice. They're questioning the role of race in the shooting. The police say the racial aspect remains under investigation. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the U.S. House will vote in the coming weeks to both raise the debt ceiling and reduce federal spending. More maybe ABC's Ann Flaherty. McCarthy says the House will soon take up legislation that would raise the debt ceiling. But to satisfy Republicans, the bill also would freeze federal spending, enact stricter work requirements, and claw back unused COVID money. The legislation is not expected to survive the Senate. Here's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. What we got today was not a plan. It was a recycled pile of the same things he's been saying for months, none of which has moved the ball forward an inch. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. Alabama law enforcement officials are still searching for clues in a shooting that killed four and injured 28 in a small town in the central eastern part of the state. Authorities say the dead include two seniors from Dadeville High School. The Saturday night shooting took place at a birthday party for the sister of one of the victims who was celebrating at the Mahogany Masterpiece Dance Studio in Dadeville when gunfire erupted. It's not clear how many of the 28 injured were shot. The FBI today revealed what it said was evidence of expanding espionage and security activity by the Chinese government on U.S. soil. Morph maybe ABC's Aaron Katursky. Federal prosecutors called it outrageous. U.S. Attorney Brian Pease said China secretly established its own police station in New York City and used it to spy on, co-opt, or intimidate Chinese dissidents living in the city and elsewhere. The defendant's actions under the direction of the Chinese government are flagrant violations of American sovereignty. The FBI searched the de facto police station last year. It's believed to be one of as many as 100 such outposts around the world. In a separate case, prosecutors said Chinese security officials spied on Zoom calls, identified targets, and then harassed Chinese dissidents. Aaron Katursky, ABC News. While almost every sector of higher education has fewer students registering for classes, many trade programs are now booming. Trade students may seek certificates and other short-term credentials and not associate degrees. Trade programs are often more affordable than a traditional four-year college, students note, and for many, skilled trades offer a more obvious path to an actual job. In Tennessee, Community College has been free since 2015, but overall enrollment's been declining. But at the Tennessee College of Applied Technology, a network of 24 colleges that offers a training for 70 occupations, many of the trade programs have continued growing in that time. There will be no new trial for the man who killed George Floyd, more if maybe he's Derek Dennis. An appeals court judge denying a motion to give former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin a new trial over the murder of George Floyd. Chauvin's attorney argued in court filings earlier this year, Chauvin's convictions should be thrown out, claiming massive pretrial publicity and a series of alleged legal and procedural errors that deprive Chauvin of a fair trial. Prosecutors refuted those claims, and the appeals court judge agreed, upholding Chauvin's convictions of second-degree murder and manslaughter, as well as the 20- Two and a half year sentence Chauvin is currently serving. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Ten electric or plug in hybrid vehicles will be eligible for a $7,500 U.S. tax credit, while another seven could get $3,700 under new federal rules that go into effect tomorrow. But under the Treasury Department rules and other provisions of last year's Inflation Reduction Act, most of the more than 60 electric or plug in hybrids on sale in the U.S. won't get any tax credits. The new rules govern how much battery minerals and parts can come from countries that don't have free trade agreements with the U.S. They bumped nine vehicles off the eligibility list. That was effective January 1st. And it was another record-setting weekend for the Super Mario Bros. movie. ABC's Christopher Watson has a box office report this no problem 87 million bucks that's the second week take for the super mario brothers movie the best ever second weekend domestic gross for an animated film bringing its total domestic earnings so far to 347.8 million dollars 678 million globally i call it even the pope's exorcist starring russell crowe bows in second with 9.1 million that's it a week fourth place debut for the horror comedy renfield christopher watson abc news WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.